Hello, church leaders and friends. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Becky Holton. Well, hello there. You know, hon, before we mention a fourth opportunity that we want to talk about today that may come with this pandemic, let's answer a couple of questions that we've seen, because I think doing this will help uh, enable us to revisit, even if only briefly, some opportunities that we've already discussed in this podcast series. It's a good idea. I'll start off. Let me ask you the first question. All right. Should church leaders be investing in new digital equipment right now? I would answer an emphatic yes. (laughs) You know, we've all hopped online and used Facebook or YouTube to participate in Sunday worship that has been streamed lately. But we're wondering, you know, is this only temporary? And I think the question behind the question is, is online worship here to stay? And again, I think we can answer, yes, online worship is probably here to stay. So if it is, then it makes sense to invest dollars now so that cameras and other equipment can be purchased that will help the church be more professional in the new online world of assemblies uh, of worship. Good, good. Let me ask you a question. All right. Question number two. Should church leaders develop a plan for reducing expenses if their church offerings don't rebound? (laughs) Hard one. Well, the answer to that question is fairly obvious, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, Yes, we do believe that this is the time for a budget scrub. While offerings are still decent and expenses have been lower because of reduced activities, churches need to be thinking, what if? What if our offerings don't hold steady because of rising unemployment of members? Before the church returns to the building, every church needs a plan B strategy, I think, just in case giving drops in late summer or early fall. It's very possible, well, it's even probable, that the church has not felt the financial impact of COVID-19 like we will in the days and months ahead. Yeah, that sadly may be true. All right, here's the third question for you. All right. Do you think a new staff or volunteer position will emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic? I don't know for sure that it will, but church leaders definitely should consider the possibility, I think. Because churches have permanently moved online now, the pandemic could very well lead them to adopt a new position of leadership, whether it's a paid staff or with volunteer help. You know, churches may feel the need to turn to a virtual minister whose job it would be to oversee the technical aspects of the new digital frontier. Churches may want to appoint someone who will become responsible for developing groups and strategies to reach people online. Again, we think it would be wise of church leaders to consider this possibility, which I think is a really good possibility. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's move on to a fourth opportunity that we feel may come out of this crisis. What do we want to leave with our listeners today? Well, we want them to know that this pandemic may give them a fresh incentive, incentive 
incentive. I'm going to get that out any minute now. (laughs) A fresh incentive to focus on their local community. We've been impressed with some churches who seem to be stepping up and serving their communities during this pandemic more than ever before. Uh, And it's been exciting to hear some of the things we've heard. In fact, I heard of a church that was starting a blood drive in their church building and for their community. Right. I heard of a church that started to provide groceries for the needy in their community. Mm. And and get this, I heard of a church that was encouraging their members to give their stimulus checks from the government if they could do without them. Wow. What were they planning to do with those stimulus funds? Well, they were creating a special fund for helping people in their community who were having trouble paying their bills, like paying for groceries or paying their monthly mortgage or some other needs. You know, I think we might add just here, speaking about helping people in the community, I think we might add here that churches might consider connecting with their local charities to meet the needs of their neighbors and communities. Uh, They might ask those charities, how can we help you? Oh, I agree. Perhaps there's no need for churches to reinvent the wheel. I mean, we don't need to start something else that's already going on, maybe more professionally. Right. Besides, this would give church leaders and members a great opportunity to build relationships with those in their communities who are sincerely interested in serving others. And I mean, who knows? Um what might come from these relationships. And I I think this is something we're not just really very good at. I could not agree more. This might provide the perfect opportunity for building relationships with people who are outside of our walls, outside of our church walls. That's right. You know, honey, I think this is an ideal time for churches to focus on what they are doing in their local communities. And very likely, they need to pay more attention to their local community, to their particular mission field. I'm not against foreign missions, but what are we doing in our own community? No, we are absolutely not against missions and foreign missions. Um, We're not opposed to churches sending missionaries all over the globe. That's not at all what we're saying. In fact, sidebar, I think we could be learning some things from our missionaries. Some of the missionary points are absolutely hitting it out of the park during this pandemic as far as reaching their communities. Um, I heard recently of a children's program that was started online in another country, and the teacher reported that they had quite a few visitors coming online to the children's ministry. That's great. Classes. The grandma was bringing them or the kids were having friends over and then they would sit around and participate in the children's class. I oh, thought that was fantastic. That's excellent. But but we are but we want to go back and and look at what are we also doing in our community? Are we spending money to to reach God's lost children in our own communities as well as foreign communities, because we certainly should be. I agree. I agree. You know, in a recent podcast, we mentioned that this may be a time when church leaders are forced to right-size their staff. Uh, they may have, uh, there may be churches that are staff-heavy. And if church offerings go down due to 25 to 30 million people being unemployed in this country, well, Church leaders will have some difficult decisions to make about their staff. Yeah, they might. The shortage of funds may force churches to reassess reassess their staffing model. And let's recall something we mentioned from a recent church survey. Declining churches spend more money on staff than growing churches. And furthermore, 
The survey that we mentioned went on to show that declining churches have 35% more staff than growing churches. That statistic still just blows me away. Me too. That's a red flag we all need to be aware of, I think. And, and so it, if our giving goes down in churches and church leaders are forced to reduce expenditures, this may give churches more opportunities to be generous to their communities. That's right. We might call it targeted generosity when churches try to help the people they're trying to reach in their community. This is definitely not a place to cut expenses because it's part of our mission focus. I think that might be a wonderful new strategy for a lot of church leaders is to actually spend money trying to help people that they are trying to reach in their community. Right. Right. I I mean, in short, what we're saying is that the coronavirus gives us the opportunity to focus on the local community. I think sometimes we're really good about helping people in our congregations. We're good at taking care of each other. But I think this this opportunity may help us to reach out and give more and connect more in our communities if we'll do it. I agree, babe. Well, um, let's let's leave it at that. I, I'm sure we've given church leaders a lot to think about and consider. And let's wait until the next time to discuss opportunity number five, because this is quite a bit to chew on here. Sounds good. Any final thoughts before we close this podcast? As if I didn't know. Sure. I always have closing thoughts. Yes, you do. Just ask me what my thoughts are. I'll tell you (laughs) if you wish to know. (laughs) Anyway. I do, honey. I want to know. I know you do. (laughs) Anyway, again, we are encouraging church leaders to be bold, to be imaginative, to be creative, to think outside the box, to see this as a time to revisit their strategies for reaching out to others who may not know Jesus and for helping others to mature in Christ. We want to encourage church leaders to accept this challenge, to make the most of this unique time. It's time to dream again. And let's let's encourage church leaders, too, to, to send their questions to us about anything that we have said in this or recent podcast episodes. Perhaps they may be a bit confused about something that we said or about what we are encouraging them to do. We don't want them to hesitate to ask for an explanation or for more information. That's right. And and even if they have some pushback on something we said, we'd love to hear from them too, except pushbacks are always addressed to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's sign off for now. Uh, friends, plan to join us next week for another episode in our series on opportunities created by the pandemic and the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. <laughs>